Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Kubo. Firstly, I'm sorry. I planned on being on time and studious and getting out episodes and improving the show this year, you know, 2020, but so far I've already missed two Sundays, I believe. I was saved by New Year's, kind of gave me a reason to put the first episode of the year out on uh, New Year's Day. It was like a Wednesday, but I dropped the ball on this one. I am excited about this episode, though, as I'm finally going to be able to watch the episode that initially featured Gator Ghoul. Uh, I only I only know Gator Ghoul from Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, which is one of the best Scooby-Doo movies ever, hands down. Maybe the best. I always, I can't remember where it is in my top ten now. You can listen to that episode and find out. Anyways, I always wondered where this villain first showed up, and I thought maybe somehow I missed an episode of some classic Scoop, you know, Scooby-Doo Where Are You or something, even though I knew there was no other episodes to find. But now I can finally witness its origins. It's silly Scooby-Doo show origins. Origins, not oranges. All right, so we start off with, it's a little bit differently this time, actually. It's not just the gang going from left to right on a some undefined road. There's some honest, horror movie-worthy music as the camera moves through a dank, scary swamp. I like it. I like it so far. We do settle on a road through it where the gang is in the mystery machine making their way through the swamp. Shaggy's already doubting Fred's ability to navigate. He's just nervous, I suppose. Fred calmly explains the most ridiculous landmark-based directions you'll ever hear. He even says the words snake barn. Now, they pass a sign that marks their entry into Hokey Finoki Swamp. Hokey Finoki Swamp. Under that is a sign that says, enter at your own risk. I didn't know Fred liked signs so much. So Shaggy and Scooby completely spooked. They're out of it. They want no part of this. Fred is eager to get the skillet, is eager to get to the skillet's showboat, skillet's showboat to help. The skillets are some friends of the gang, I suppose. I, they say they're friends, but I don't know how they know them. The skillets are dealing with a gator ghoul. Name drop. As they speak, uh, th- as the gang speaks, the gator ghoul growls menacingly into the fog very far away to where they can't see it. And before I continue, I just got to ask, how many showboats is the gang going to visit? It's not the freshest material here, writers. Anywho, the ghoul's eyes shine bright like a light bulb, just like Rihanna sang it. It's pretty interesting, actually. Uh, it-, it lights up the mystery machine like completely, like almost blinding light. They just drive right through it. They're confused. They think, oh, maybe the moon is coming through the um, uh, the, the forest, you know, the, the trees and whatnot. But they just drive through it right into the light. There's a, a little scene of them just lit up in this bright yellow light. And it's it's interesting. And then they pass through it, and they're like, oh, well, the moon's gone. So Scooby's told that he will meet his cousin, Scooby Dumb. Uh, they met as cousins, but they haven't seen each other since then. The gang hits a dead end in the swamp in the mystery machine, but they stop too late because Fred has poor reaction time, and they end up on it pushing off on some little raft or ferry sort of contraption. Uh, it seems that they accidentally did something that normally has to happen to get across the water here. So you got lucky, kids. You done good. As they cross the water, the ghoul's light, light the ghoul's eyes light them up again. That's a nice sentence I wrote. As they cross the water, the ghouls light them up. The ghoul lights them up again with its eyes. 
And this time, the gang can't blame the moon shining through the trees as they see with their own eyes that do not glow, they see the gator ghouls shining its bright eyes on them. Velma says, it's half man, half gator. I say it's like all gator. I, I think it's a horrible assumption on Velma's part. I mean, it's just, it's a gator with the slightest modification to like the hips and legs, like the bone structure of the hips and legs, which doesn't, I mean, it's still a gator. So it's a gator that can walk on two legs, which is, I guess you can call it half man, half gator if you really want to stretch the truth, but meh. Anyways, it ducks into the, the rough, though, and uh, it lets them pass, just like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. The gang, rather surprisingly, makes it to the skillet showboat. Everything is fine. Uh, and here we have our meeting with Scooby Dumb. Uh, Scooby Doo and Scooby Dumb, Doo and Dumb, call each other's names, and then they do a rather cute dance together. I'll give you that. But all in all, the greeting, this greeting takes about like it takes like two two whole minutes. I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot when I say it, but the episodes are like twenty four minutes long, so that's a bit excessive. Though after Scooby Doo and Scooby Dumb greet each other and dance, they all go inside and they find out that the ghoul has scared all possible guests away from their showboat and they will be foreclosed on if the ghoul isn't figured out. Sometimes these shows feel sometimes they use a word like foreclosed or like collectors and it just feels so much more uh there's so much more gravity to it it's funny but scooby Dumb apparently wants to become a police dog it's his dream it's a very admirable one my friend the gang which includes scooby Dumb now they begin investigating the boat they want to help the skillets out they want to save solve the case of the gator ghoul and not let them get foreclosed on so the gang starts investigating but they're ambushed by you guessed it, the ghoul. Scooby Dumb has a way of saying thum 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 before moving or doing anything. That's like his catchphrase, uh, which gonna say I don't like it. I forgot about Scooby Dumb. I mean, I, I saw him. We've all seen him in the the intros to Scooby Doo Where Are You season three, and it's another one of those characters where I would see for a long time before I long time. That's it's a reference from Planet of the Apes, um, the most recent one. I I saw and. For a long time, I just wondered, like, wh who is this dog? Like, what? Why is he part of the intro? Like, I had a vague idea. Like, I don't. I think I've seen episodes with Scooby Dumb before, so I think I may have seen these some at some point as a kid. But um, it's just, I never want. I always wondered where Scooby Dumb came from, but I never. I was never excited to meet him, and so far, I was right to not be excited. Okay, so uh, Scooby Doo says, "No, Scooby Dumb." That's going to get confusing. Says, dum, 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 dum. And while the gang sprints away from the ghoul, Scooby Dumb chases it, which is pretty cool. I don't think anyone's ever done that before in this in Scooby Doo. So the gang is absolutely miffed at this, and it leads to them being chased away by the ghoul again because Scooby Dumb corners the ghoul, but he, he, he's too distracted looking for clues because he wants to be a police dog, so he doesn't like realize the ghoul is still there. So the gang walks up to congratulate him for chasing it away, but then it just pops out from the crates it's hiding behind, and they have to run away again. This time, And this time, Scooby-Dum does go with them. And in their panic, uh, Scooby-Dum basically blows up like a, a soda fountain or something. I'm not, I wasn't too clear because I was taking notes and I was, you know, I was just, I'm always distracted watching these. I wasn't too clear 
what the skillets sell. I mean, they have like their little skillet like biscuits, but uh, there's something about soda in there. So I think it's like a soda fountain or something that Scooby Doo like blows up and it scares the ghoul away. Which, once again, the game congratulates. And honestly, I mean, Scooby Doo is my favorite. No way. Like, if the two are hanging off a cliff, I choose Scooby Doo every time. But Scooby Doo so far is proving to be better than Scooby. I somebody somebody had to say it. And just to prove my point, the gang sees a shadow with lights coming around a corner towards them, and they think it's the ghoul. And then Scooby-Doo charges at it to prove he is as good as his cousin. But he chickens out right at the corner, so he hops back into a barrel that's right next to him. But when he hops in, he still accidentally uh, knocks it over, falls out, and traps the the, uh, the the shadow coming around the corner. And it's the skillet's helper, uh, dishwasher, janitor, all of the above. Everyone is really sorry. They apologize about the incident, and, and Scooby takes a minute to get off him, but he gets off of him. And when Scooby gets off of him, he tries to grab Scooby. He, like, tries to, yank, like, yank him towards me, and he says he's going to have Scooby tarred, feathered, and thrown to the gators. Do me a favor, Mr. Guy. Stay away from Scooby-Doo. Fred also takes issue with it, so I'm finally Fred does something right. He kind of stands up for his, his dog. But um, Mr. Stingy, that's the, the helper's actual name, <laughs> silly name, walks away with another threat on Scooby's well-being. I don't like him at all, but I can almost guarantee that he isn't the ghoul, though. I've watched enough Scooby-Doo episodes to know that he is a misdirection character. So the skillets tell the gang, the gang meets back up with the skillets. The skillets tell the gang about the only other employee around their receptionist. A sweet, kindly old maid with a heart of gold. Miss Dudley, who has the worst voice and accent ever, stays says she stays back to work for free and gives them, uh, and even gave the skillets a loan to keep them afloat for now. And it sounds great on the surface, but you know what, Miss Dudley? I smell a betrayal. Once again, I've watched a lot of Scooby. I think I know how things usually go. But uh, anyways, halfway... We're halfway through the episode, and the gang has no real lead. Uh, so they decide, you know what, we're going back out for clues. Uh, they they snoop in Mr. Stingy's cabin, which I thought was such a risky idea. The odds that he finds you there are pretty high after the, you know, the, the encounter before, but whatever. They do find a magazine in there called The Legend of the Swamp, with a gator ghoul on the cover. Suspicious? Yeah. A setup? Maybe. After that, they run into the ghoul again. This time, everyone runs away as it chases, even scooby Dumb. this time, so he's starting to fall in with the gang. Uh, he accidentally falls into some, like, springs, though, like a, like, spring. He falls into this, this area below deck or something. They're already below deck, but he falls below the below deck, and he falls into some compartment, and he comes up with springs on his feet, and he's bouncing around, and he's got, like, a gator costume on his back. And it scares the gator ghoul away somehow. And uh, Scooby-Dum bounces around. There's some carnage and mayhem. And uh, once he lands, he actually does something brave again. He starts to, like, beat the crap out of this this gator outfit, thinking it's the actual gator. And everyone's cheering him on, like, yes, you're better than Scooby. Good job. But uh, it turns out that the costume is like a, a robot, basically. There's no head to the cut to this one. But it still makes noise, which scares Scooby and Shaggy, understandably, to be holding that and to have it roar at you. Wouldn't like it. 
but the older kids find like a little motor and, and whatnot inside. And Velma specifically finds a tag that says Beauregard Film Productions on it. The company that shot a movie here last summer. Once again, we've heard that how many times? Well, n not last summer, but once again, not the freshest material here, writers. Uh, the gang visits the old shack that the movie was mostly shot around. Uh, in there, Scooby-Doo does find a clue. It's a secret note. A cookie-cola labeled note from AD to BB. Those are code names, initials, presumably. Well, initials that the gang will hopefully figure out later. It says something a little too long to repeat, repeat so why don't you just imagine that, that I said it and you know what it says. I guess Cookie-Cola is a competing company with Skillet or, or I mean, sk Skillets are more of a ma-pa kind of business. I mean, they have a, a, a pretty large number of exports when they're in business, when they're not, you know, being haunted by gator ghouls. But Cookie-Cola sounds like a corporation. So it's interesting competition. Anyways, uh, they Cookie-Cola makes their money. Oh, no, no, no. So the skills make their money selling like, like fritters mainly, and I guess soda's part of it too. And then Cookie-Cola sounds... Kind of like the same thing. Soda and then, you know, the word cookie may, may not be actual cookies, but some similar snack food. So the gang splits up and the older kids find another note. This one is torn up and it's basically impossible to read. Once again, though, I'm sure the gang is going to figure it out off camera and then tell us when they unmask the monster. So meanwhile, Shaggy and the two Scoobies begin making what looks like, like, some chili or hot sauce or something and it, it it sounds like a nuclear bomb it turns out to be batter by the way it's for the fritters it's just the amount of spice they mention it, it is staggering intimidating and gross shaggy stirs it all in the wooden spoon he's using is like melted down like half of it like dissolves off and they somehow finish mixing the, this crazy mixture mixture and he dumps it into some crazy machine that struggles mightily with the ingredients but it comes out in like nuggets i guess fr these are the, the fritters so all three members of this little party chow down on them somehow hardly affected by the spice they have little moments where they all like blow smoke or fire out of their mouths but otherwise they're fine they, there's no lasting impact which i refuse to believe would actually happen my insides would be irreparably damaged <laughs> i can't even eat eggs without having a stomach ache uh the three are full of course of that funky fritter which is apparently that's so that's how the skillets it's real spicy that's their thing that's that's their their pull which hey you know what spicy food's usually good just not like that but uh shaggy you know the, the so shaggy and the scoobies are super super full and they're 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 a little clumsy and shaggy actually gets his foot stuck in some <laughs> some fritter batter that's in, impossibly sticky uh he's struggling and struggling and the gang is showing up the rest of the, the older kids have shown up at this point and they're all trying to get shaggy's foot out of this bucket but they can't so fred is like you know what just take your shoes off man so we'll call that part 1a of the plan because once that happens fred says the first part of the plan is to cover themselves in flour well that was plan one and now they're on plan two and the first part of plan two is to cover themselves in flour Keep up with your own reality, murderer. Uh, I mean, Fred. Uh, I said, I said, Fred. Now he helpfully explains that the flour prevents the fritter batter from sticking to them. 
just like flour on pizza crust. Thank you for the metaphor. They set a trap for the ghoul by laying batter on the kitchen floor. Shaggy and Scooby are tasked with luring the ghoul into Fred's sticky trap. Their distraction, much to their dismay, works. The ghoul is extremely easily tricked into the trap. I mean, boom, bam, bang, easy. Shaggy, 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 finally asks the real questions here. As they wait to unmask the villain, he asks, why all the hush-hush? If they know who it is behind the mystery, then why not say it earlier? I mean, to me, it would take the fear out of seeing the monster, which would wrap things up faster, make it easier to, to, to cope with. But, you know, Velma just brushes this off, though. And they continue with their explanation. So, the note that the older kids couldn't read, the second note that was found, the ripped-up one actually reads, now don't ask me where they found the missing pieces, because they won't tell us, apparently. Uh, Notice of termination from Cookie Cola Company to Alice Dubley, which is the secretary, the one that, that really cares for the skillets and gave them the loan. And there you have it. Alice wanted to take control of the skillet company after their foreclosure and then turn around and sell the secret formula for the fritters to her former employer before the employer could buy out the company themselves, which is pretty sneaky. And you know what? feels sort of realistic in a way. It's believable. Sort of, except for the Gator Ghoul. Uh, not the Gator Ghoul part, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the corporate corporate espionage kind of way, you know? But anyways, the episode ends with Shaggy and the Scoobies chowing it down on some king-sized fritters. And if you really want to know what happens, if you're not if you, you're not able to watch the episode and you really want to know one of the last things that happens, Scooby-Doo accidentally eats Shaggy's shoes. Well, that does it for this one. I thought it was a fun episode. Other than yet another showboat being featured, it was a really good one. Um, also, I guess also, other than that, I don't like Scooby Dumb. He's just, he's not funny. He seems to be like a, a stereotypical Southerner sort of personality in a way, like a like a stereotypical dumb southerner like it just it doesn't work for me it seems kind of kind of offensive maybe i'm reading it wrong and it it, it's just i don't like it that much but i don't know i'm not sure if he features in this whole season like prominently so i am a little worried about the feature here the future here not the feature i guess we will find out soon find out very soon if you really want to know i already know i'm just using these notes But anyways, until the next time, go ahead and stay groovy, and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids.